Hello, and welcome back to another episode of the Chasing Health Podcast. I'm your host, Chase Smith. No matter what goal you're working towards, I hope to show you that chasing health does not have to be a difficult or scary ordeal. Join me and my guests as we talk about all things related to becoming a best version of yourself, whether that's through nutrition, fitness, mindset, or life topics in general, we've got you covered. All right, let's not waste any more time and dive right into the show. What's going on, guys? Welcome back to another episode of the Chasing Health Podcast. Hope you guys are having a great week so far. Thanks for tuning in. On this week's episode, I have Trevor Goble. Him and I have connected through the NCI space. Um, as you guys know, I've brought on a ton of different coaches, and a lot of them have come from that you know, mutual you know, space that I've met. And actually, we just met up at Coaching Con this past year, um, which is, you know, I know I've had a couple other coaches that have met at Coaching Con as well recently. So glad to have you on the show, Trevor. Welcome. Thanks. Thanks for having me. I'm glad to be here. Yes, of course. So those who aren't familiar with you, what's your story like? Who is Trevor? Who is Trevor? Well, that's a big opening question. I know. Uh, where to begin? I guess I'll start with coaching and kind of work back. So like you said, I'm I'm one of the coaches through NCI doing nutrition and training. Uh, I've been at it for about a little over a year coaching online. My background is in exercise science. I went to Kennesaw State University here in Georgia. Got my degree in exercise science and business. It was kind of like a co-degree. Uh, outside of there, I, I I got on with a company called Excellence and Exercise. So they do they specialize in corporate wellness, but they also do like boutique style training, and they have gyms locations inside of like business parks and stuff. So I, I didn't have the traditional start as a personal trainer jumping into like big box gyms, mm-hmm. which I guess looking back, I kind of wish I did because you can get a lot of good experience that way, but it was, it was still great nonetheless. And uh, so we did, I started out washing towels, you know, you know, doing group fitness classes here and there. And then I started getting my own clients. Um, then I started running like, helping with the actual challenges with the corporation with the you know corporate deals and stuff like that mm-hmm. uh built my own little book of business but i was running around like all over atlanta from like location to location and just yeah. not making enough money um so that's my fitness background where it started at least but when i go way back <laughs> to where like the passion started um, you know, like a lot of coaches, you know, we've have like a dark past or, so I was like a chubby kid growing up, had two older brothers and, uh, they laugh about this story now, but they gave me tons of crap. And, uh, they once said like, I'm not going to have a chubby little brother and that hit hard. Oof. So, so yeah, I started working out pretty, pretty young. It was like middle school to high school when I was like, okay started getting up before uh, class in high school with my brother, working out, you know, so that's where it started. Uh, but then I went through a growth spurt. I kind of leaned out. I, I guess, I don't know if I built muscle in, you know, early high school, if you can or not, but mm-hmm. I started young and then kind of fell out of it for a while. Uh, but then in college, I kind of went through another dark, dark uh, time with mental health and all that stuff. And everyone would tell me just work out and eat better, work out and eat better. And like, I knew in the back of my head, 
but when you're in that spot, the hardest thing is making that move. And when I finally did that changed my life forever. And that's when I have, that's, that's when I had, that's when I got the passion I have now, because it pulled me out of that dark spot and like the progression of bettering yourself and self-development became what leveled me out. So like, that's the deeper side of the story. So fast forward is why I became a coach now and doing it online. The passion got rekindled. Um, but I know Chase knows we've talked about it before. I'm, I was a firefighter for a period of time too mm-hmm. during that process. <clears throat> so I, I left, so I left uh, excellence and exercise because I was like I said, I was running myself into the ground, like I bet. up at four and working till like eight and writing plans late at night. And I just wasn't making enough money. Uh, so I was like, I'm gonna go be a Navy SEAL. <laughs> okay. Uh, yeah, I always had like a draw to that and like serving military and stuff. So that's what I tried to do. <laughs> I shifted my training like 180. Like I was big on like bodybuilding scene or like lifting big weights yep but then i was like oh dang if i'm gonna go be a navy seal i gotta go do like a lot of different stuff like i gotta learn to swim i gotta run for like really long periods of time really fast and Mm -hmm. so that was a gut check um so i started my training for that for a couple years after uh excellence and exercise i was just like working odd jobs grocery stores and uh it started working had to get like eye surgery and, and all this stuff i was making it happen uh but then so i i got my numbers where they needed to be so for that you have to it's they do like a pst um and you had to like run a mile and a half do a certain amount of push-ups sit-ups swim time and all this stuff that had to be a certain number to qualify. So okay. I eventually got that and, and I shipped out, I got my, what they call the ticket to the show. Um, and then I get there and it kicks my ass, dude. So boot camp was a struggle. I had some mental health things come up. Um, and honestly, I haven't really shared this story with a lot of people. So recording this right now is kind of a, Ooh, maybe I shouldn't have started down this road, but, but yeah, so I got there. It was a huge wake up call. My mental health was not in a great place after getting there for a while. I had basically run myself into the ground trying to get there. Like looking back, being like a nutrition coach, I realized I was going about it all wrong. <laughs> I, I weigh 190 pounds now and I weighed like 156 when I shipped out, <laughs> wow! like I had, to, I lost tons of weight, uh, with all the running and swimming. Um, but yeah, so I also had a prior shoulder injury that was flaring up. So between that and, you know, where I was at, I was like, this is not what I want. You know, I'm still a little shame to say it now, but I've got come a long way. It's been a tough path of coming to terms with like being such a quitter but yeah, I, I dropped from the program and, uh, but it was game change, like life changing in so many ways to find out who you really are in the core and what you really want out of life. I was like, I had just gotten married. I was like, I want to, I want to be at home with my wife. 
And, uh, but I still wanted to serve. So I get home and I'm like, I'm gonna go be a firefighter. So I did that. <laughs> so I did that for the last three years and then fitness just kept coming up and I was like, you know, this is really what I want to do. So it was a good way for me to work on coaching, being a firefighter, having two days off, but, mm -hmm. but also the lack of sleep was hitting hard. So I'm sure you get that yep. too with being a nurse. <laughs> yep. For sure. Jacks up your brain a lot. <laughs> um, but yeah, so here we are now, I transitioned out of that and I'm, making this coaching thing work. So, so awesome. I guess that's who Trevor is in a nutshell. Cool. I, I appreciate you sharing all that. And I know that's not always easy. And, you know, we start kind of thinking through and I've had that happen before on my, I've been on other podcasts. You start, you start kind of down on a certain, you know, conversation. And next thing you know, you're like, Oh, I haven't really even talked about this before out loud. Yeah. <laughs> and so you start having those, you know, that, that dialogue starts coming out. And so I really do appreciate you opening up and, you know, sharing about that. And, you know, there, there's actually a comparable, not to the, not to the degree of what you went through, but like I could almost really relate. And I've talked about this a long time ago on, um, on a podcast. And so it just like working up to something or setting a really big goal for ourselves and thinking, Oh, I can do that. It's no issue. But then like, <laughs> once you start doing it and once you're actually put into that situation, that's when your mind is starting to challenge, starting to challenge you because you're like, can I actually do this? And then like, you know, even like yeah. physical limitations and mental limitations, like all these, it's really learning, like testing those boundaries. Like what are you actually capable of? Right. Um, I uh, kind of the scenario that I could relate to with that is back when um, it was, this was like the year, I think this is like 2019. Um, I had gotten into um, running. And I started doing a lot, a lot of running and, um, and then the pandemic hit. And so I was like, all right, you know, I can, you know, I can't go to the gym because the gym was closed. I didn't have much equipment at home. So I was just like, well, I want to stay active somehow. So I started running. And then by some miracle, one of my friends convinced me to sign up for a marathon. Um, <laughs> and I was just like, yeah, I could do that. That'd be awesome. Let's do it. Let's do it. And it was the Disney marathon. And we were planning it for like, it was like eight or nine months out. I think when I, I finally said, all right, I'm going to do this. I got, I got the tickets, which are already hard to get. Um, I got the tickets for the marathon and was training for it. Um, things were going great. I got up to like six or seven miles a day, you know, I was really training really good with that. Um, and then my it band started acting up and oh, I was man. really struggling with that. And I was like, it's okay. And of course, you know, me, I'm just like, you know, it, it's fine. It's just a little bit of pain. It's fine. No, no worries. And that was also before I really knew exactly like what was actually going on. So I just kept pushing through it, pushed through it, pushed through it. And eventually, you know, it started really flaring up to the point where like it was hurting like for, you know, a couple hours after each run and it started getting more and more painful. And um, so finally I went to PT about it and went through PT for a while. And needless to say, I mean, I, I went through probably like three or four months of physical therapy and I ended up getting up to right around 11, 11 and a half, 12 miles. Um, of my training. And at that point it was becoming more like physical and mental. Like it was like physically, like it was causing me pain to even try to run past that point. Um, and then it was almost like I was losing the joy of the process as well. So like then just like yeah. my mental health started going down from that point forward. And so I had that kind of same feeling of I had to give up. 
Like I had to like throw in the towel and say, you know, like, yeah, this just isn't going to work for me as much as I wanted to do it. And um, I felt like I almost had to, like, I was like, I don't give up. I'm not a failure. I, I don't quit things. Um, mm-hmm. I eventually had to kind of put that ego aside and be like, you know, what? actually I've, I'm not going to do that. It's just not serving me anymore. Um, and so I think it, you know, I, I was definitely able to relate to that same kind of like feeling of like feeling like you, you had this big goal you were shooting for. And then having to pull back on that again, like I said, like yours is a much larger scale, but along those, that same thought process. Yeah. It's definitely one of the hardest things to do just to just walk away from, you know, something that means so much to you, but, but, you know, wisdom comes from it too, you know, like, yes, you learn a lot from it, you know? And for me, like I, it taught me what I really wanted, you know, out of life. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that's, that's worth going through it. Right. <laughs> absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, for sure. And I, you know, and I think it's also just like, you know, for, for those listening, I think is another good thing just to kind of point out was like making sure your mental health is in a good spot before pursuing a big goal of some sort, you know, like if, if you're starting on some sort of physical journey or whatever your journey may look like, and this doesn't have to even be like health related, but any journey at all, like we can't forget the other half of that. And that's the mental health side of that. Like we have to make sure you're mentally ready and prepared to go through what you're about to go through. And I feel like a lot of times people put the cart before the horse and get ahead of ourselves. And just, you know, we get that boost of, you know, adrenaline basically that tells us do it. And then mm-hmm. without even really like preparing ourselves internally. Yeah. Um. So tell me a little bit more about, with when in terms of like the mental health journey that you've, you've gone through, like what does that process look like to start to improve your mental health as you've, you know, shifted out of that. And then you went through like firefighting and the coaching and things like that. Like, what has that transition been for you? Oof, a roller coaster. <laughs> um, what do you, what do you mean exactly? Like, like how has it been through that or how have I, like progressed from i don't i'm not really understanding yeah so how how have you what has that process been for like how did you get through that like you know did you find outside resources did you were you able to work through this just kind of on your own or what did that process look like to be able to get to where you're at today and feel in a better headspace so i'd done it before and i knew what it looked like so that's kind of how I've rolled with the punches, you know, like getting out of the the SEAL program and like going through firefighting, like firefighting's got its ups and downs as well. Like you probably, you know, know the same with nursing. Um, Mm -hmm. But because I had that foundation of knowing what it looked like to climb out of a dark spot, um, which is kind of how I like, kind of how I branded my business of like emerging from a rut and like rising to your full potential because I know what that feels like and what it looks like and how hard it is. So I saw what I did, you know, getting into fitness and getting out of a dark spot. And I just always looked back at that and knew, okay, I've done it before. So I'm I'm going to just do the same thing again. And it wasn't always, it wasn't the same way each time, mm-hmm. but it at least helped me to take that first step, which is the hardest step. Um, for example, like, I would get out of a good workout routine or eating right. And like, I would know 
that I have to just, you know, make one conscious effort to track a meal or to like prioritize protein. And I would do that one thing and I'd be like, okay, this, this felt good. So I would just build up from there. Um, but in the long, aside from that, like taking care of yourself, like physically, like getting in the gym and eating better, you know, asking for help is a big thing. We need to do more and talk about more. Um, I've, you know, talked to tons of different counselors and, you know, therapists over time. I'm not ashamed to say that. I think we should be more open to talk about that, sure. especially in the fire service. Um, <laughs> but, <laughs> yeah. And maybe nursing too. Yeah, no, um, it, it, we see a lot and do a lot. And I think a lot of times we shove it all down and, you know, try to put a lid on it and it's just ready to explode basically. Yeah. Is it, is it like that in nursing? Yeah. That people just bottle it up and they're like, yep. no, I'm, I'm tough. Like, yeah. I mean, yeah. like there's been times, I mean, like we, I mean, we, we just get so conditioned every time to like, you know, I mean, I, I say we, I mean, I no longer practicing as a nurse, but like, you know, I'm just so used to, especially like I worked in the ER and like at the, during that time, I mean, you're used to, you know, you might go in one room and you know, it's just, you know, little grandma has a cough. And then you go into another room and it's, you know, a kid with a stubbed toe, you go in another room and the patient's literally dying and you're doing CPR. And then, you know, maybe you get them back, maybe you don't. And then if you don't, you have to then compose yourself within like less than like a couple of minutes, if, if that long, and then go into the next room and act like nothing just happened in that other room. So you get used to just shoving that down and just, you know, Got to keep going. Got to keep going. And it bleeds into your your personal life too, right? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, you get you get off work and you're just like, whoa! I like what did what just happened today? Like what what did I flip the switch? You're back home, you know? (laughs) Yeah, right. But no, um, no, I I definitely relate with that. But continue. Yeah, no, that's. I was just gonna say that that my process was was really just making progressive moves whatever that may look like for me it's fitness for a lot of people listening it it might be might, might be fitness um but whatever that looks like is taking that first tough step because it, you know what you need to do but it's the hardest thing to do like going to the gym or like eating a chicken breast or whatever it might be for you um and asking for help you know mm-hmm. And, and just seeing people, that's been a big part I've noticed lately is like, we need to see people more, like see friends more, at least for me personally. I don't, I mean, maybe more people can relate to this, but I like, am. I don't know if it's since COVID or or what, but we do not like hang out with friends or see people often enough. So yeah. those things I would say is like something progressive that's you know, self-care, whatever that may look like, build up that natural dopamine and ask for help and see people. Like that's what I think would be the best has been the most help for me. And would probably help the most people to, you know, climb out of that rut as, as we say. Yeah, no, I, the, the seeing people, I, I can definitely relate with. I mean, I, I feel like a lot of people don't think about it, but like, you know, when you become like an entrepreneur and you're working on in the online space, like, the people you see are maybe people on zoom calls and such. Like you're not like, you're not going into work. Like, you know, as a nurse, like you go into work, you have your coworkers, you have your patients, you have, you know, everyone else that you're working with, but here it's, it's me. 
right? Like I have, I have yeah. a roommate, but like, you know, I see him the same, the same person every single day versus, you know, like you said, like just be able to go out and see friends that you haven't seen in a long time. Just call in friends. Like, right. I feel like where everyone's just so busy, hustle, bustle all the time now where it's just like, you know, there's many times where I'll, I'll look and I'm like, huh, I wonder how so-and-so is doing. I haven't talked to him in yeah, six but, months. But think about this though. Isn't it crazy that you could just randomly call up a friend and be like, oh, how are you doing? And they would probably be like, what's going on? Like, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> like it's just uncommon now, right? Yeah. Like, like, oh, you just called to see how I'm doing. You know, that's, it'd be weird now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And, and so I agree. I mean, that's why, I mean, like, I know like we try to like, just like, even today we went to like a, a Starbucks down the road just, just to get out of the house like and, and just be around people. Even if you're not even just talking with people, like, I still think that's like hugely important, but like even just getting out and submersing your people, submersing yourself around other people can be beneficial as well. And, you know, and like you said, like and, uh, having those people you can talk to and rely on. And that's like another reason, like with in our coaching program, and I'm not sure how yours is, but like we build up a really strong community inside of ours. And so we have, you know, group chats and things like that. And we actually just recently, a couple of weeks ago, um, held a, um, it was the one year anniversary of Conquer Fitness and Nutrition. And we held an in-person event where we had about 25, 30 people come out and we were able to like, Oh, that's cool. Yeah. Continue to build up that community. And it was just amazing. Like, you know, all these people that have, you know, met each other online or on zoom calls and things like that are in group chats. And now we're all at, you know, one room together. Um, uh, it was super cool. And so that's really cool. And so like, I think that's why we rely so much on one of our biggest pillars is community because we value how important a community can be for others who are struggling. And, you know, I feel like a fitness journey can be a lonely journey for a lot of people because Mm -hmm. unless you have someone else that's going through what you're going through, you don't really have anyone to talk to right? Like you can't call up, you know, you're, you can't talk to your coworker at work and be like, yeah, I can't get my protein in any ideas. Like, you know, as silly as that sounds, like <laughs> you just feel like you're just kind of like stuck on your own. Like you're just yourself. So like having a coach is one thing, but also being able to look at other people who are currently going through the exact same journey as you are is super helpful. And I think it's great to have that community. You can lean on about, you know, celebrate the wins with, right? Like, you know, Oh, yeah. oh, oh you're, you know, my pants fit this morning, you know, that haven't fit for three years, you know, that's amazing. That's a big win, but like, you're probably not going to go to the office and tell all your coworkers that, but, and so, and so you're not even really going to celebrate the win, but if you can go to a community and be like, Hey guys, you know, this happened and everyone's celebrating with you, it just makes you feel so much better and want to keep going and continue to build that motivation inside of you. Oh yeah, for sure. That's awesome. That's awesome. You got that that much community engagement that you're meeting up. That's that's huge. <laughs> yeah. It, thankfully, there's a there's a large majority of well, I'd say large, about about a third of our community is local here in Michigan. And so, you know, within driving distance, a couple hours, oh, nice. some people had to drive a couple hours, um, but we were able to meet up and then three other people flew in from I think they're, they're probably going to be mad at me if I if I say the wrong state, but I think I think it was <laughs> Iowa. If you're listening, I'm sorry if it was wrong, but I think it was Iowa they uh, <laughs> flew in from, um, and it was a, uh, it was really cool. Like you know, right? Like they're able to see each other. You know, you know, some of them have been in the program for, you know, over a year, and some of them we had one person actually it was my client that had just signed up that week, and she was able to make it to the party, 
And so That's she's awesome. already getting immersed into the community. And so, yeah, we, we definitely pride ourselves on the community we're building because we're able to really hold each other together throughout the the good and the bad. Right. And I think it's important to have somebody like that in your corner at all times. Hell yeah, for sure. That's awesome. And you, you say, and this is, this might be a little bit of a kind of like a tougher question, but I'm just kind of curious to hear your thoughts on this as well. Why do you think it is that people don't want to talk about like the getting help or the, the mental health side of things as much as, you know, what we wish people would. I mean, I feel like the easy answer is just ego. Um, I mean, there might be some deeper layers to it, but I don't know. That That is a tough question. I mean, the classic, classic thing in men is that we're, you know, we too tough to admit we need help or don't want help. But at the same time, I don't know. There might be more to it. But I don't know. You got any thoughts? Yeah, I mean, I definitely think it comes down to ego and just people are not wanting to feel like they're weak and not wanting to, you know, admit that they need help. And also, I think it's hard to talk about your feelings, right? Like, I think it's something where it's an uncomfortable situation. I mean, like, um, you know, look at like counseling or therapy and things like that. You know, I I go to weekly therapy appointments and, you know, it's, it's not always easy, right? Like talking about all those things, you know, with that, with your therapist or your counselor and, you know, you have to start really kind of digging into like, you know, I saw, you know, digging into the old wounds, right. And figure out like where all this stuff came from, like, how did you get to where you're at today? And that's not comfortable. But as I always say, you're never going to fix a problem unless you're able to identify what the problem is. And then once you figure out what it is, then you can figure out an action plan to get through it. But if you just keep pressing it down and ignoring it, it's the one guaranteed way to fail. Yeah, that's, that's for sure. And I think another aspect is people, some people don't even realize they need it. And that's, I feel like that might be a tougher yeah part to get to is like they may not even think there's anything wrong i know that just from personal experience um i went through a little rough patch in the fire service and i i thought everything was fine you know (laughs) Mm -hmm. i was like oh i'm just going to work i'm just pushing through it and stuff but my wife Uh she knew (laughs) And she says, you, you are different. You're, you know, and I didn't, I didn't realize it. And then until I, you know, finally started uncovering some things, that's when I realized, oh, okay. Yeah. I'm not okay. So that might be a tough part too, is identifying that there is even something wrong, you know? Yeah, no, I I think you bring up a very good point. And I, and that's been, I know that's actually been one thing that's been kind of I don't want to say difficult or tough that's not the word I'm looking for but just lack of better words I'm going to say tough but of coaching some people has been like I've I've had to have some of those uncomfortable conversations and being like hey like I really think you could benefit getting some more external help from a counselor or a therapist and you know unfortunately like you said like there is that stigma still around seeking help and so people don't want to admit that they need help so, and but until they're able to figure out why they need the help, that's when it's like, 
okay now it's making sense like you said like when you're like when your wife pointed it out it's like okay yeah things things probably aren't going as well as they need to be so sometimes you need to have that other person from the outside looking in to be like hey like I don't know exactly what it is, but something's not right here. And not that that's an insult by any means. It's more so like, hey, like we just need to figure out what's going on here so we can fix it. Because if not, things could just continue to get worse. And along those same lines, I think it's important to identify to people is like, it's okay to go to like counseling and therapy when you're not, you know, before things get really bad. And that's what I encourage people to do is like, don't wait until you're in crisis mode to like be looking for a therapist. Right. Like get that done ahead of time, establish that relationship with somebody, find someone you trust, find someone you, you know, you're able to talk to comfortably and, you know, build that relationship beforehand. That way, when it does get tough, you're not having to tell your whole life story while Mm -hmm. you're struggling. Yeah, that's a great point. Oh, yeah. Do do you feel like, and and if this is too personal a question, you don't have to answer, but like, do you feel like you were able to? to did did you get in soon enough do you feel like or was that something that you wish you would have started sooner well i mean i've i've been in and out of therapy since college so okay (laughs) um i definitely probably didn't get in soon enough like since then like you know the dark time was early in college and all that when I came out of it fitness was like okay I'm gonna go be a seal now because I'm all fine and dandy and then crashed you know again tried to build back up went to the fire service crash again you know like I think that point I didn't get in soon enough because I was like oh I've done this before but you know and I was still progressing but definitely needed more help then (laughs) So, yeah, no, I, I totally get that. And I, I feel like I think everyone could always say, like, you know, we, we probably could have done a little bit sooner, right? Like, I feel like that's always everyone's kind of thing is, like, yeah, <laughs> it's just like when people start with coaching, right? Like you, you start, and you're like, dang, where was this? Like, you know, six months ago, a year ago, three years ago, like we always mm-hmm. wish that we would have started sooner. Um, oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> kind of like pivoting here a little bit, but along the same lines of like mental health. What things do you try to do? Like, you know, somebody's listening and they're looking for some like tactical things that they can do to help like keep their mental health, you know, in tip top shape. And are there things that you enjoy doing on a daily, weekly, monthly basis, routine basis of any sort that help you maintain a healthy level of mental health? Oh yeah. Aside from fitness and nutrition, which is Mm -hmm. great for it is getting into nature um so the first thing I did when I got home from the Navy other than you know spend time with my wife and all that I like for some reason was just like I I gotta get into the woods I don't know why but and I always liked the woods and nature and all that stuff but it was this weird maybe it was just because I was confined into these rooms for so long or whatever Mm -hmm. but I was like I gotta get into the woods and I took a walk in the woods and it was just like a weight lifted off me so Mm. getting into nature is a huge one and I guess that kind of coincides with my next point is meditation of any sort whatever that may be like you know taking a walk in the sun could be meditation you know going Mm. for a short hike in a park in the woods or something Um, or if you want to get down the deeper path is like you know actual meditation 
and like breath work and like the home stuff, you know, that's been really helpful too. If, if you can get into that, um, I know it's a really tough learning curve of like trying to silence your mind, but mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, that's, you know, it's kind Super of the tough. point is to, <laughs> yeah, is to kind of notice how, how busy your mind is and just t- kind of let the thoughts run. But yeah, those, those things are probably the biggest thing for me. Awesome. And you're, you're also, what about music? Oh yeah. And music. That's, that's like a separate life pretty much, but I'm, I'm here surrounded by it in this nice. studio, but, but yeah, music is just a huge outlet. Like if you have some kind of creative Avenue that you can just let go and do your thing without it having to be for anything. Cause like I, I almost made music stressful by like, Oh, I'm, I need to be a producer. I need to do all this stuff, which is a whole other story. Um, yeah. I tried to become a producer in the past as well, but <laughs> um, I wanted to keep, keep that as a hobby. Cause I know how important that is to have something that you don't have quotas for. You don't have, it doesn't matter if you finish or not, you're doing it for the enjoyment of doing it. Like I have like a whole album that I've been working on for three years that may never get finished, but oh, wow. I'm okay with, I'm okay with that because when I flip it on and mix, I'm doing it because that's my time to just zone out and doesn't matter, you know? So Super some kind cool. of avenue of creativity is huge too. That's awesome. That's super cool. I, lo- I love that. Do you, do you play, I'm assuming do you play some instruments? Yeah, I play a little everything. Everything. Nice. What are your favorites? Probably guitar. Guitar and keys are probably my top two. So very cool. Very cool. There was a time I, I, I started to learn a little bit of guitar and then just never wasn't consistent enough with it. But I always wanted to learn how to play an instrument. It's just one of the one of the things kept just kind of falling to the back burner. But that's awesome. It's never too late. <laughs> <laughs> that's true. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> awesome, man. Um, anything else that you would add to like what you shared as far as like the mental health goes, any other like things that people should be prioritizing if they're trying to work on improving their mental health. And, you know, other than like, you know, obviously, like you said, like nutrition is going to be important. Fitness is going to be important. Um, but anything else you would add with that? Um, I think just being super honest with yourself and like, that's the biggest barrier is like, just being aware of where you're at is probably the first first and biggest point <clears throat> because then you're able to honestly move forward and take the steps you need rather than fighting it internally before you in, end up progressing mm-hmm. does that make does that make sense okay I know yeah kind of yeah. yeah got it awesome well man you know as we're starting to wrap things up a little bit. I always love to ask my list or excuse me, ask my guests whenever they're on the show, if someone's wanting to get started on their health and fitness journey today, where are the first two places they should start? First two places or two things you should be focusing on. Um, That kind of goes with the mental health question. You just asked is awareness is step one is starting to just become aware of your habits, your food, and your activity. That alone is going to take you really far because then you kind of know the baseline, you know, and that's yep. then you know what the next step might look like. It's not, you know, going from nothing to, I don't know, doing an Ironman. <laughs> um, 
Um, but I'd say awareness first. Um, the second is probably just picking one thing to improve, whether that's get more protein, whether it's move more, just focus on one thing at first and then, you know, let that build small wins, you know, so awareness and then the baby step. Awesome. I say that. Awesome. Love that. Mm -hmm. Trevor, thank you so much for joining me on today's show. This has been a great conversation. And I just I also just want to say again, thank you for you know opening up and sharing your story and you know being willing to share that with the listeners that are listening to this right now. Yeah, thanks for having me. I'm I'm glad to glad to share. Of course. If someone would like to connect with you, where can they find you? Any are you taking more clients right now? And share all those details. Yeah, so I'm taking clients. I'm actually launching a challenge right now. Uh, it starts on Monday, the 22nd. I'm not sure when this airs, but it it'll probably be a little bit after that. But is that something that they can get into afterwards? Yeah, or... I'll be I'll be running challenges and mini challenges in my Facebook group. Uh, I can get send info for the group on my Instagram, which is just at Trevor Gobel T R E V O R G O B. B E L. I'm on Facebook as well, Trevor Goble. And yeah, you can Perfect. link up. I can send my info through that. Awesome. And guys, I'll put all of that information down in the show notes as well. So definitely go check that out. Go join this group. Check out this Instagram, Facebook, all those places. Um, and again, thank you so much for coming on, Trevor. Yeah, no problem. Thanks for having me. Once again, thank you guys so much for tuning in to another episode of the Chasing Health Podcast. I greatly appreciate you so much for listening. If you enjoyed the show, you can help me by leaving a rating and review on Apple Podcasts. This really helps me become more visible to others. Also, share this episode with friends or family and take a screenshot of the episode and upload it to your stories. Be sure to tag me and my guests so we can be sure to say thank you. If you ever have any questions or feedback about something covered on the show, you're always welcome to send me a message. You can find me on Instagram at changing underscore chase. Have a great day, guys. And remember, you matter.